And we are live, back, back at it again. Shisha Talks, episode 40... 47. 47. That's it. And today we have another guest, and we are back in Montreal. So, without further ado, happy to introduce you guys to my friend Jeremy Kelly, a.k.a. The Planner. The Architect. You remember in The Matrix? The Architect? The Architect. All dressed white. That's you, man. man. (laughs) Looking at the view, if you guys can see, you know. It's a beautiful day out here in Montreal. Ajay, thank you for having me on the pod. It's a pleasure. It's it's exciting. It's always nice to meet energetic people who are passionate about what they do, and I can't wait for the rest of the audience to, you know, hear all about you. So I guess, like, before I start rambling too much, we always ask one question before we start, and that's, what are we smoking today so i'm gonna let you ask me okay. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna be the host of the podcast for the next 30 seconds here i know what we're smoking but Ajay will have a better description so Ajay, what are we smoking today okay out here in the latest you know shisha scope guys we're smoking a vino that's uh that's what i'm calling it it's it's grape mint with melon Kind of smells like hand lotion. No? Yeah, it smells like a hand lotion, raspberry hand lotion. Yeah. Not too sure the grape mint turned into that, but tastes great. Raspberries, grapes, they, they both grow on trees. Man. Same shit. Pretty sure they <laughs> <laughs> And out here on the Black Series box, we're smoking grape mint melon as well, but with a touch of watermelon in there. How you liking it? She's nice, man. She's beautiful. Nice. I haven't tried the other one, but I like this one with the watermelon touch. Nice. This is your first time smoking these? No, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, AJ live next to each other, so I've wandered in a couple times to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. taste some other ones. I don't know what they were, but they were tasty. Hey, as long as you smoke freely, which is our motto. That's the motto? That's the motto, man. It's on the lanyard, too. Yeah, man, I gotta get my merch on. Exactly. Smoke freely necklaces for those on the video. There's literally no better way to hold your shisha than one of these bad boys. Exactly. Take this. it from the man himself. No hands. Smoking with no hands. 100%. How cool is that? So, Jeremy, why don't you, you know, give the audience a little bit of introduction, who you are, what you do. What are you doing in this fair city? So, what do I do in this fair city? So, um, quick background on myself. I've uh, got a bachelor's degree in accounting uh, from the University of Carleton in Ottawa. Cool, cool. But I'm uh, born and raised in Montreal, so moved back here to this fair city as you You know, like you might it. be one of our only locals <laughs> on know, this man. show. I was listening to your podcast <laughs> and you got like, I don't know, like 25 buddies who are just from Calgary living out of Montreal and <laughs> doing the podcast here. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to be representing my city yeah. on the Shisha Talks pod. You're going to give us the truth. Yeah, I'll give you guys the truth. But, uh, yeah, so moved back out here. Uh, started working immediately as a financial security Ooh. advisor, um, right down the street actually at uh, Canada Life, cool. and then uh, switched over to my dad's firm, Kelson Financial Services, uh, and got my financial planning degree. Started working there, nice, and nice. Uh, yeah, man. So now I'm pretty much just out here grinding, uh, working with some of the clients at the firm, and uh, building my own book of clientele. Hopefully cool. with. Uh, Bunch of young, motivated professionals like yourself and, nice. and other people who probably listen to this podcast. So uh, I'm really excited to get into that and get into a little bit more about your own business, man. Sweet, sweet. So why don't you tell us like what a financial planner actually does? It's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a great question. What does a financial planner do? So I'll break it down into uh, kind of 
I'll break it down into the two roles that I have. So financial planner obviously kind of goes just planning your finances, right? So what are your goals? I like to kind of call myself like goal-based investing, right? So based on whatever goal you have, so the planning is always going to be different, right? Yeah. Just because what AJ wants is not what Jeremy wants and it's not what the audience wants necessarily. We might all have different views on life, different goals that we want to achieve. So the planning is going to vary, but it always kind of involves, you know, uh, a little bit of investing your money and a little bit of uh, protecting yourself. Okay. So what we do uh, on the financial security advisor side of things is kind of that uh, that security aspect of it. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that your investments are uh, you know tailored to what you're trying to achieve, right? So right. not too aggressive if you're trying to buy a house in a year, yeah. right? Uh, and not too safe if you're planning for your retirement in 30 years, right? So there's got to yeah. be a balance. Um, and then the other thing that we work a lot with is kind of managing the insurance so we want to you know accumulating wealth it's pretty simple right like the S&P 500 turn 10% annually if that's what you want you could jump into there but there's always that question of uh, uncertainties mm-hmm. you know around your everyday life right and that's yeah. kind of where the insurance kicks in and we got to marry the two so that um, so that essentially the plan works well and that if anything were ever to happen to you or to your family that things are well taken care of around that right so right example like quickly like if you know if you ever become disabled and can't work for whatever reason well you got to make sure that you have some source of, of income right. if you don't have any sources of income or any kind of emergency fund for yourself well like we found out in the pandemic mm-hmm. uh a lot of people are pretty screwed right like yeah. you know people have to move back home or are struggling to pay bills and losing your job what happens then so you got to just take into consideration um anything that could happen and, and just plan for those things the things you got to plan for the things that you hope that you plan for nothing if that makes any sense you got to plan for things that you know disability i wish it on nobody right but yeah. if it does happen better yeah. be prepared because right you know you don't got uh, it's gonna be too late at that point so yeah 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 you know it's uh it's a tough job to talk to people our age sure about things like that because we're invincible yeah we're, we think, <laughs> literally man we think we're you, i'll get hit by a car tomorrow i'll be walking in two days right exactly that's not true <laughs> but we think that way so um just gotta gotta wake people up to the reality of things like you know one in one in four people mm-hmm. will be disabled at some point in their life and wow. not be able to work for a couple of years right so yeah. you know I, if there's two more people sitting smoking shoes with us right now yeah one of us would likely you know have some kind of health issue in the future that Damn. could be easily prevented yeah you know hopefully it's not from smoking shisha <laughs> you talk to the insurance company they'll tell you <laughs> they'll tell you otherwise man <laughs> here we are so not endorsing it but i do enjoy it um yeah it comes with it it's fine it's better than smoking cigarettes yes anyone who tells you otherwise Take it up with the insurance company, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't take it up with me. <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you a funny thing about securities and stuff. Like, I didn't know much about it. My dad's super into learning finance things and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, Aj, like, try this um, Goldman Sachs like career survey thing, and you do it, and it kind of like channels you into like what they think a good fit would be for okay. your skill set." And I didn't know what securities meant. I just thought security <laughs> meant, you know, working as a guard or something, okay, right? Okay. It's like, I keep selecting and it, like, keeps showing me securities. Securities, I was like, dude, like, yeah, I, I don't want to be a security st- guard, man. Yeah, I studied science and shit. Like, why is it telling me the best fit is, like, doing security? And, like, literally the end of the survey just ended with, 
the only thing you should go into is securities. And I was like, yo, this sucks. So, Dad, so what is this? You didn't get into <laughs> yeah. Security, Here we are, start a shisha company instead. But now I know better. Nice. And you know, you can inform me otherwise, as you have. So, tell me, like, since you deal with people our age as well, what are some of the hurdles you find in convincing people that they should think long term, I guess, and they should be thinking about these kind of things Man, now? I'll tell you the honest truth is that everything's a hurdle with a lot of people our age, right? Um, especially when it comes to the insurance part of it. Mm. The investing is a little bit easier because, you know, everybody knows, like, you know, one day I want to retire. Yeah. If you don't put money aside for your retirement, you're never going to retire, right? So yeah. that's why when people have a goal in mind, it's a lot easier to get them to invest money towards those goals because it's the only way that they're going to realistically right. achieve that goal, right? Right. So on, on that side of things, it's not so hard. It's And, I, and I, I'm the last person who, you know, I don't want to hinder your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When we're doing this financial planning, I work, like I create a budget for my clients and I make sure that, you know, what they're spending if there's a free cash flow at the end, we're using a reasonable amount of that to help them achieve their goals and then allocating a small percentage towards the insurance. Mm-hmm. Usually I do like 5 to 10% of their salary, okay? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the range where I feel like most people should be comfortable. Okay. But the main hurdle is that they don't want to spend money on insurance because they think they're invincible, right? Um, so that's, that's, that really comes down to that is, hey, like why should I be spending 50 bucks a month on something that you know I may never use? Mm-hmm. The answer to that is pretty simple is because if you ever need it and you don't have it, yeah, you know, you're gonna wish that you spent that fifty bucks a month, right? It's Absolutely. in the grand scheme of things, you know, you go to you go to Starbucks, yeah. How many times a week do you buy a coffee there? Right. You know, you probably spend more than fifty bucks on coffee exactly. at Starbucks in a month, right? So yeah. you know, it's all it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. And, and kind of like I always say the my biggest competition, if you will, it's it's not the banks. It's not uh, the other advisor. It's, it's always going to be Ajay's lifestyle, right? right? So that's yeah. what it's going to come habits. down to. It's going to come down to your habits and what you want to do with your money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not one to discourage people yeah, yeah, to yeah. have you know hobbies that are, you know, if you like to go to restaurants, do that, like, please. Yeah. But think about yourself, you know? Like, you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. these things are an investment in yourself, yeah. really. Yeah. So, you know, you could invest on a, on a great night on the town on the weekend, yeah. or you could have a great time, great night on, on the town on the weekend, but spend half as much and, and put a little bit towards yourself, towards right. your future, ensuring that you know, you're know you safe financially. Yeah. Um, and then the other aspect of that is, you know, kind of talking about life insurance. <laughs> so there's a disability that I think, if you're listening to this, it's the most important thing that you should be looking mm-hmm. into at our age. Yeah. You know, like uh, in your 20s and your early 30s, that's really when you want to kind of lock in something. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like how insurance works, yeah, it's always gonna be based on two things: your age mm. and your health, mm-hmm. right? So you're never gonna be any younger than yeah. we are right now, yeah. right? Yeah. And chances are you're probably not gonna get much healthier as we grow old, and yeah. the chances of something happening to your health are pretty high, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, statistically speaking. For sure. So you lock in, you know, the price of a healthy. 24-year-old, you're 24, 25? 27. 27. You're looking, you're aging well. I'm growing younger, guys. I'm a baby now. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, like, there's a huge, huge advantage to starting to look at these things early on in life. 
and that's kind of my message to a lot of people it's mm-hmm. just get educated on it and then make a decision for yourself yeah but at least take the time to, to do the research or to talk to a financial planner and see yeah. you know is this is this for me maybe it's not for you you know mm-hmm. disability I think will be but life insurance for example may not yeah. necessarily be for you if you have no uh, ambitions of having a family or passing on any wealth right but if those are things that you care about like I'm sure many people do yeah um, then it becomes extremely important yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just good to get educated on those things and uh, if you have any other questions on that like I, I don't know how in-depth we want to get it yeah, into yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the insurance talks and stuff but it's really about the planning and making sure the pieces move well together um, nice you know you want to yeah think long term and put your what is what's the right word like you know get your dominoes in order yeah all yeah. these kind of things yeah, get when your, you have the energy and the mental capacity and the time yeah. so how did you develop the habit to be thinking along those kind of lines for yourself because I imagine as you're describing the hurdles with you because changing habits can be a difficult task and then being accountable to those new habits you want is also I'm sure a hurdle so like for yourself developing those habits how did that come about that's interesting so how did those habits come about like it's funny so my dad's also a financial planner Uh, I work with him and his partner and throughout my life I kind of saw the impact of the work that he did with his clients kind of come to fruition over time right and, and I saw I saw the fruits of you know the, the labor he put in and that the clients put in and uh, work on their portfolios and, and seeing you know the impact that it's had on their life and their well-being and, and their freedom at the end of the yeah. day for me it's all about financial freedom mm-hmm. you know and that and that can mean a variety of different things for different people right yeah. financial freedom could be uh, you know just living rent free uh, being comfortable with your lifestyle or can mean traveling the world right it yeah, depends yeah, yeah. on the person but that's what you want to achieve and um, I always found that planning and, and visualizing what you want in the future yeah. helps a lot to kind of motivate yourself today right because you know, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and, uh, and have everything that I dreamed about I got to yeah, work yeah. towards it and that's something that a lot of people uh, especially in our generation of kind of fast attention like quick attention spans and and everything needs to be now 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 yeah it's something that a lot of people uh you know unfortunately not they lack it a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just coming to that understanding so what i do with a lot of clients is i'll just kind of show them hey you know if you invest 500 bucks a month and be invested into cert xyz fund and this is the return Mm -hmm. this is how much money you're gonna have uh by the time you're you know 45 and mm-hmm. you can retire mm-hmm. how great does that sound and then yeah. once you visualize it you know on a piece of paper and you say wow I could achieve that goal in X amount of time if I yeah. do this then all of a sudden it becomes real right, right? and once it's real that's kind of how I got over the hurdles mm-hmm. of um, I just made my goals real I, I put them on paper uh, I visualized it I set out a plan to achieve yeah. them and once I did that you know the rest is history like now I'm just working towards that every yeah. day so do the same for my clients and that's why it comes down to i talk about goal-based investing i got to know what are your goals yeah, yeah, you know, yeah what's important to you about money it's not always right. gonna be the same right so um yeah if i flip the question on you so like what do you do because you're you're probably one of the most interesting people that, that i've met uh since i've moved uh, back downtown here man like no uh, nice <laughs> you really are so you do so much you know you got your shisha company 
Uh, you're a tutor, you're still in school, you're gonna be like an astronaut or something. Trying like, guys. Crazy, like this guy. First guy to smoke in space. Man, I <laughs> <laughs> There you go. She should talk to the moon. Yo, that would be amazing. That would be a really good ad. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what was your question again? No, so the question is, yeah. you know, like, I could talk about this, but you clearly also have had, like, you, you figured out a way to do all of these things at the same time, and a lot of people the main thing that people say I don't have time to do so many things and you're doing so much mm -hmm. I think it'd be great for you know your audience as well and, and mine that I'm going to share this with to get some insight from, from you sure sure I think starting early is definitely very useful because there's many problems I think when in starting anything and when I say problems it's just like challenges yeah, or troubleshooting that you can't even imagine until you're in it right so you can make your mistakes earlier when the risk is lower and you can really figure out where your talents are and I think when you find one thing at least that you're good at I I've always had the mindset of even if let's say it's not a thing that I spectacularly enjoy if I have an inclination like I can actually get good at this I'll want to get good at it yeah. right yeah. because what I found happens is and I think you you can agree with me with everything you described. There's a saying like, if you're gonna grow a flower, you don't focus on the flower. You focus on the seed. You focus on the soil, yeah. and then over time, right. you get the yeah. reward of that, yeah. right? And so people usually get to see the reward part. You don't see the work part. Yeah. But what comes with the work part is when you get good at one thing. I think a lot of things become fast for you, yeah. so you can build on that thing that you got fast at and then have that always in your corner right. so like me doing my tutoring and stuff i've been doing that for years now right? right but now it's gotten to a stage where i feel super competent with it and i know my students will succeed and i can get them to succeed and that it'll take me less time to get them to succeed right, right. and through that process there's so many things you end up learning that you can apply to other things, right? Like if I'm teaching different types of students and if I really care about their progress, then I will also realize that every person is different and it may need a modification, right? Like I, I so often think about like the, the things about school that I hated, yeah. right? Like there's teachers that you hated. Yeah. There's assignments you hated. There's things that are hurdles as you're studying. You're like, I'd rather be in bed yeah. than studying, right? Yeah. And so me figuring those things out then when i convert to like a business where you're also dealing with clients and many different types of people not everyone likes your product some people like you know the way you're doing something that someone something that someone loves yeah. someone might hate right there's exactly. never going to be a box that you could fit everybody into exactly yeah. exactly and you should not even expect that right like <laughs> even the biggest companies like amazon or whatever not everyone's their customer not everyone's their fan they're always in the news there's some, some trouble on ebay some... or something you know? <laughs> yeah. like, ebay what, what is, is that, that? <laughs> i don't know exactly so i think those things translate and you just keep a cognizant mind about the things that you have achieved. I think one thing that really helped was to actually, when you accomplish something, to not jump away right into the next thing. Because I often found that my own appreciation of what I even know and realizing that, oh, I've learned all this stuff, comes from when I have like 
zero responsibilities for like a short period of time because your brain's like oh i can do this and i can do that and i didn't realize i could do that yeah. you know yeah. and when you just jump into the next thing right often what happens is the habits that made you successful in one setting they just carry themselves over but they might not be the habits you need right. so there's always like i i have always found it's useful to take like a buffer period to just self analyze yourself yeah. and then you make the next moves yeah. like i didn't know that much about shish or anything when i first started yeah. with my partner genie number 1 the don <laughs> back oh, in calgary <laughs> he's the original don okay, you know okay and um so he knew everything about that right and i knew i didn't have those skill sets yeah. but through him i learned enough yeah. right and i was able to bring certain things to the table from my own yeah. life right Great. and so that ability to be appreciative of how much you know and how much you don't know and that it's good to bring somebody on board right yeah. those things i felt came from that period of introspection where you become very comfortable with yourself and where you're at and what you have yeah. and that's then when you can see also where the opportunities are yeah. right um yeah it's a little bit about surrounding yourself with with the right people too right like you and you and the, the genie number 1 the OG don like yeah. you guys are a great partnership and absolutely um, that comes with you know knowing what you what your strengths are what his strengths are and working yeah. together right and absolutely yeah it's kind of like we were talking about earlier before we started recording but yeah yeah you know just the importance of kind of how the energy that you put and and your skill set you're yeah. going to match with certain people that either have like that same energy that same motivation yeah. and might have a different skill set that you guys can can marry together exactly. and create something as cool as as the shisha box you know yeah. or yeah. you know you guys have your first idea which I'm sh- I don't know if a lot of your listeners know but the first cup shisha yeah yeah <laughs> that, exactly that was cool you know like exactly. that's, that's such an original idea yeah. and and making that a fruition is like yeah and you know that that came with its own challenges right you put out a product it's your first product you've never done something like before mm-hmm. people will like it and some people are just going to hate it and all and actually if you're being a business though and you're being realistic with yourself you should also in advance know the problems with your product right you know yeah because if you want progress and you want sustainability i think you should definitely take the criticisms but also in some way spend some time to anticipate it by yourself right like i'm always trying to imagine like okay if i had nothing to do with this how would i feel about this yeah right yeah and so i have pros about this and i have cons about this as well sure. but that will allow me to imagine the next thing yeah. right and that's where the fun is and that's where again you can take like the next risk yeah. and see if and be re- restart the creative process again yeah. right like uh, your newest box that just came out like exactly you showed me how to assemble it earlier i don't remember yeah. how but you know like that's that's another i guess it's a step up from your first invention where yeah, all right yeah. we want a portable shisha yeah but now you know let, let's make it look sexy like this yeah exactly you know? and let's exactly. make it a little bit bigger probably smokes better than the first one absolutely there you go exactly nice piece it together so when was the first time you had shisha ever first time i had shisha was dude a long time ago probably when smoke. i was like uh, 18 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 18 man at this place called uh it was called it's in the west island though The West Island. In the West Island. Yo, you got to give people a little lowdown yeah. on what the West Island is. So the West Island of Montreal is uh you know 
I don't know how to describe it. It's uh, it's the West Island of Montreal. They don't come downtown. Yeah, yeah. We got some behaviors. <laughs> no, no, they, they're good people. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're good people. I, uh, but is that considered like the bougie part of town? Like that's where all the folks live? Like, no, man, that's kind of where... Affluent families? Uh, no, it's... Uh, I mean, it's a mix of everything. Like you've got yeah. some affluent families. You've got some, you know, less likely, less fortunate families, I guess, kind of yeah. mixed in together there. But okay. uh, it's just the suburbs. Okay. It's, it's just okay. the suburbs, really. So you got nice areas, you got not so nice areas. Sure. Same thing as downtown, right? Yeah, yeah, um, fair enough. But they're they're just uh, it's just funny. They're renowned for like not leaving the West Island. Oh, okay. And it's literally, okay. it's literally like the reason I live is because it's 20 minutes away from downtown. But they've got everything they need out there. They they got okay. at least one or two shisha. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, in that whole spot. You uh, might have to take me there. Yeah. We'll Never go. been to a shisha place in the West Island. I don't know if I... I know. It's not much better than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but I've uh, definitely... Like, you were showing me how everything worked earlier, and I realized I bought I bought some one hookah back in the day, and uh, I wasn't smoking it properly. So okay, I'm happy okay, to be okay. here learning the ins and outs yeah. in case anybody didn't know. Coals don't go in the middle, guys. Correct. Don't go in the middle. <laughs> Put them on the side. Smoke, smoke. I'll tell you like a funny story. We sometimes, you know, get calls from our customers like, hey, this is not working, that's not working. And, you know, we might even do like video chats with them. Okay. And it's so funny sometimes. Like, we have this one customer. Her issue was she didn't put any flavor. She just put the coals, and she's like, how is this going to smoke, bud? And I'm like, dude. <laughs> you have, like, tutorial videos out there? Like, we do. Yeah? Yeah, and we post all the time. <laughs> we post all the time. It's the classic thing, though. Like, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too, man. When I go to a website or I'm trying to figure something out, I don't, even, I don't even look for the... I just go straight to the source. Like, yeah. you know, if, you, if I bought this off you, I know I would just come knock on your door and be like, yo, AJ. What is this? How do I fix this? And you'd be like, look at the video yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm here now yeah you know? I walked all the way down yeah. <laughs> down two flights of stairs to come see you like don't waste my time <laughs> I ain't got time for this that's funny yeah like there's definitely like an art to putting it together and um, genie number one will always like he he goes through like a whole process you know he's got to have drinks ready he's got to have a certain combination of fruits ready we put a little bit of lime in there today yeah I like but that's that. all I had definitely adds a little bit of you know no, a little I, zing to it Aja you mixed up like three flavors like we talked at the beginning we call it the, the Aldina the uh, the, the Avino? Avino 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 so mixing flavors is something I w I'm very new to as well like yeah yeah like I was telling you the first shot I bought biggest waste of money because i couldn't get the proper uh the proper flavors yeah tobacco right so it's like this like non-nicotine stuff that just yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. blowing smoke around it's yeah it's fun it tastes good but it kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah part of it is getting a little a little heady right absolutely absolutely so but i would just buy like whatever flavor they had and throw it in there i never mixed anything yeah yeah it yeah. changes things up so how do you go about making a concoction is there a science behind it or there's just a little bit of science or just create just just you got mixing and matching you got to smell it actually so different flavors have different potency and different burn rates as well like watermelon mint usually burns pretty quickly okay um and that's in here but the other flavors like grape mint and melon they don't burn as fast okay and so that makes you think a little bit about the proportions you want of something. Because let's say I had mostly watermelon mint in there. Maybe we wouldn't smoke it as long. Okay. So that you develop just by, you know, smoking different yeah, things. Yeah, you got to be, you you gotta be like out. pretty, uh, 
you gotta be smoking quite often to, yeah. uh, to figure those things out. Exactly, experience, yeah. guys. <laughs> how, how often you got a shisha going? Um, I probably like once a week, most of the time. Sometimes I go crazy. I might smoke every day because yeah. you're just like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> you know? For sure. But I've seen you it's walking just... around with uh, with this one with the handle. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. You had a party yeah. <laughs> walking around with it. Exactly. Um, but other than that, this, back to the smelling part, if, if you put everything together and you like the smell of the combination, then you'll like the way it tastes. Because turns out the way your brain perceives sense and uh, sorry smell and taste is very similar right so that it, it's similar to like the people who like smell wine right. they also talk about how they kind of like move their tongue back in something and yeah. actually like a part of their taste buds actually yeah, you want to swirl it around exactly like, I know a little bit more about wine than I do shisha. yeah 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 <laughs> but but similar principle yeah right yeah absolutely so those kind of things come together and like anything you know you need a little bit of time you take a little bit of interest and you see what's up I think like over for me having smoked for a while now I usually always mix flavors because I've tasted everything by itself yeah. and I get bored. Alright. Right? Yeah. So it's nice to like come up with your own things yeah. and you might come up with some fancy combinations yeah. that you can, you know. Because when you go to shisha places, most of the time they don't really let you mix things okay. for whatever reason. I, I think the main reason is they pre-make the heads right. so that they can do faster service. They're like, just order grape mint because we already have it ready. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here you go. They're pressuring you. They're like, it's the best flavor. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, but I know what flavor this is, but I gave you the flavor. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite spot for shisha in Montreal? It's the one that's just down the road, man. It's called Arabica Lounge. Arabica Lounge. Oh, yeah. right on. Uh, what is that, McKay? Is it on McKay or I think it's on McKay or Guy. It's on Guy, I think. Yeah, I think it's Guy and McKay. Yeah. Where that McDonald's is? Right. Up the street there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That place has a very nice look. They play, you know, Arabic music. They got the Arabic vibes in there, but they also have, you know, people from anywhere yeah. in that crowd. Like, there's certain places where you can tell, like, th this place is made for a certain crowd. Not saying there's anything yeah. bad about it or anything. But um, for anyone, let's say, if you're not, like, a regular shisha smoker and you want to come to a place that's party and, yeah. you know, you can also drink there and all these kind of things it's there and also that place has introduced me to basically all the people I hang out with <laughs> very nice so my friend Marco that you met Rico that you met oh, this you met doctor that there. saved my ass during the pandemic oh, yeah? met all of them there saved so that place is like a, yeah man like I'd gotten like a gum infection and getting crazy fevers because of it and this is like right at the start of the pandemic so you didn't know what covid symptoms are right. or whatever just right stressing out yeah and so i'm thinking fuck did i get covid and i had like an older roommate and back then the scientists were all like older people are the most you know at risk yeah so i didn't want to see him i was like i was basically locked in my room for like weeks man and i couldn't even eat properly right i lost like 20 pounds in three weeks wow. it was nuts and all, and this doctor I had him on Instagram Messaged him He helped me out He got me a prescription and everything And that, Shout out to the doctor Shout out to Dr. Mawawi He turns out to be like the craziest Amazing dentist in the city too no like, way. When I first met him No offense to you doctor he was So I was playing music at Arabica And he was in the audience and he was dressed a little bit like a bum, just like sweatshirt and shit. I was like, who is this guy? He's fun. He's cool. 
And then, you know, adds me, we add each other on Instagram. He's just like this ballin' dentist. Don't judge a book by his cover. Exactly. But also, like, you know, he came through for me. Yeah. And so that place for me has just been a place of luck. And it was like the first place. When I first came to Montreal, I was like, I need to go one place where I know exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) So I went to the Shisha place. You're like, I'm the Shisha (laughs) Dawn number two. I know what's going on here. Do you ever try to bring the box in there? Would they let that happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We bonded, taken the box a couple times. That's cool. Repped it. So they're supportive like that. And I think that's what I like about Shisha lounges overall compared to, let's say, going to a bar. Yeah. Is that because of the ambience they create, it's very easy to be very casual and meet people there. Like, you'll probably be seated next to people for a couple hours, right? Because yeah. your guys are smoking yeah. and whatever, and there's people working there. And and so it's very easy to, like, oh, the person yeah. right next to you. It's, like, a, it's a very social event. Like, you, exactly. you know, even when, like, smoking cigarettes, for example, like, people always say, oh, I'm a social smoker, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It's just because, for, for whatever reason, yeah. smoking something and puffing smoke yeah. in it encourages you to make friends like i don't, yes. I don't know yes <laughs> it might so. friendship you don't have enough friends smoke shisha. exactly get the go. box <laughs> make more friends 100 percent. oh but it cool. attracts people especially when you got something that's portable right and you can kind of sit in the park and people start exactly. asking questions like oh what's, what's that like exactly. hey, what's the flavor some people might know what it's about some people might look at this and what the hell is this contraption yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's blowing exactly. smoke so yeah it's a a conversation starter for sure yeah and it introduces you I think to I think cultures and peoples that you might have never met before right like shisha is such a big thing in Arabic culture right and I just got I had some Arabic friends I was playing music with Mm -hmm. and that's how I met uh, the Don he used to work at a shisha place and we bonded and then I I started getting you know more and more into the culture and you like learn the music and the food and this goes with it and you get invited and you know if you're into like people talk so much about you know i want to travel and i want to see things yeah. yo if you live in canada all those people are right here you know <laughs> so go true. and fucking meet them like it's what are you so doing true, i want to travel yeah. <laughs> like but <laughs> let's go down the road <laughs> yeah 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 if you want to travel this to meet people like montreal is the place to do that right you got 100%. all the cultures that you could imagine in one place yeah if you're more interested in seeing things, then maybe you need to leave. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure, if you're just doing it to, to meet different people, and you can learn so much about culture by not actually leaving, right? It's yeah. kind of interesting. Exactly. Just being around different people from, from different backgrounds of life yeah. and stuff. And I met some of your friends, like, all from different backgrounds and all exactly. have great, interesting stories and different yeah. perspectives on life. Yeah. And I think... Uh, it's good to surround yourself with people who don't think the same way all the time. For sure. Because then sure. you get, you know, in this whirlwind of, yeah, you know, someone validating your opinion and then validating Absolutely. your opinion, and then all of a sudden, someone disagrees with you and you're, you're shocked. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's gonna think the same way. Exactly. So. Exactly. Ah, it's cool, man. It's so cool. you being from here, have you seen the city change over the course of your life in any way? Have I seen the city change? I mean, no, not so much. There's there's, there's cones everywhere still. <laughs> yeah, there's always uh, construction the, uh, in the, the city. Road, the road that was getting fixed when I was eight years old is still getting fixed today somehow. Yeah. Um, That's called commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Look, these guys work hard, let me tell you. No, but uh, change. I mean, it changes as, as you grow with the city, right? So when I was younger, 
uh, I wasn't coming downtown so much, right? Like I, I played a lot of hockey, so I was in the West Island. My friends were in the West Island. Then turned 16, 17, all of a sudden, you know, you got a fake ID going, you want to yeah. come downtown. And, and that's kind of when the city changed for me was around right. around that age when I started hanging around kind of more downtown. Cause, yeah. And that's when I really started to appreciate the city too, right? Because it has so much to offer. And when Absolutely. you're kind of stuck in the suburbs, that's why I was laughing at the West Island a little bit earlier. It's like, yeah. you're missing out on a lot of that culture. It's a lot of, you know, the same types of people out there. Mm -hmm. And when you come here, like, man, I just, I just love to walk around down in St. Catharines. Right? You yeah. see, like, it's so Everywhere. cool. It closed down the street. You got, uh, whatever, there was, a, there was a dancing festival going on the other yeah. day, like, on a Friday night with, like, there was, like, two women twerking and like four <laughs> like literally like six-year-olds like doing a salsa and it's just they like, all signed up for the class yeah yeah <laughs> it was cool man like you just you get a lot of a lot of uh a lot of everything you know like yeah. one of my favorite things when i travel is just like people watching yeah 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 just like sitting having a coffee smoking a shoe show whatever yeah. just watching people and yeah. like the shit that you see sometimes is like pretty funny it's Very entertaining true. you know you just sit there instead of sitting in front of a tv yeah just go sit down on on st catherine in a cafe and you'll yeah, get yeah, as much yeah. entertainment out absolutely. of it sometimes absolutely it's cool yeah cool. like that's what i loved about this city so much is i barely feel like i have to plan anything to have a good time i can just get on the train get off on a stop and something will happen you know yeah, yeah. and that kind of dynamism like i crave it yeah and it feels good to be part of it yeah because it's it's I don't know that, that that's I think we were talking about this earlier right about like the things people can do career wise and all these mm -hmm. kind of things like when you see a city that's like this everyone's doing like a bajillion different things yeah. that's when you realize like yo there's so many options for you to do things like I never thought I'd be in the shisha business growing yeah. up right like I still want to go to space like that's still the goal yeah. right yeah. but and I took this leap yeah. because it's like oh I think maybe I have some business talent yeah. let's see how it is yeah right and then you explore that up. man and if you decide that this is more fun than than going to space and smoking your shisha on the moon which yeah. you know i can't really imagine much more excited things than that but <laughs> you know like you have that option it's important to explore yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know your your passions because they might change over time you yeah. might be set on something exactly. and then all of a sudden like switch right like yeah, yeah, yeah. i think the average like 20 year old changes careers or jobs like six to seven times yeah yeah, yeah. you know like that's a lot of times to change your job Absolutely. so it's it's important to kind of explore that stuff and to be happy in life you got to like yeah. what you do right yeah because absolutely you know, doing a nine to five that you hate yeah that's like half of your life gone yeah doing something you hate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't have that much time <laughs> so. yeah and, and people spend so much of their lives just with the things that they don't like to do miserable right and then right. you go home and after a long day of doing something you don't like, what do you want to do? Yeah. You just want to sit on your ass and do nothing and not explore, you know, kind of those other passions yeah, yeah, that you yeah. might have. All so, their energy is gone. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, it's more demanding to work hard at something that you don't like doing than it is to work extremely hard at something that you love. Like, For sure. I don't know how, I don't count the hours that I work. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. what I do. Yeah. You know, like I like to just sit here and talk to you about you know, Shisha, about your business. I think it's... I find that super interesting to learn about people uh, mm -hmm. and how they came, how their ideas came to, to fruition, and kind of how they decided to develop it, how they decided yeah. to, what's the action plan they put into place, right? Like yeah. all that stuff, I think is fascinating, and it's 
so it makes my job fun to work with yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. young motivated people and that's absolutely it's what I want to surround myself with because yeah. if I'm just talking to you and that's that like I could be working right now talking to you about you know a little bit about insurance a little bit about investing going back and forth about your business setting you up properly and then everything else is just it's just fun like it's so it's important to work with people you like too mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. and if you have a job that allows you to do that yeah all power to you otherwise find a job that yeah that, yeah. that that you like doing and that's like your roommate jack like he's like the, the genius engineer right like yeah he yeah, like, yeah and he loves it so it's Absolutely. not it's maybe not necessarily like uh client facing or, or person facing but the work that he does he loves it yeah so that's what's important yeah and uh changes for everybody yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah like there's a saying that we have like from india like you don't raise kids you raise cattle you cultivate kids because <laughs> because like people are so different and unique yeah. right that yeah you might think like let's say you're a parent or something uh that my advice is what's going to lead this person to success but you don't know what are the what's the uniqueness that person is born with yeah. and they have to discover that yeah right yeah and that's what then gives vibrancy to your life and to society and to a city when everyone you know yeah. has the avenue yeah. to be like yo yeah. people might tell me i shouldn't do this yeah. but if this you know if this is what my inclination is yeah. and if i just jump in and if it works yeah amazing and if it doesn't at least you got to see it trying to think of the, the quote that, that i read it's like how's it go but essentially like everything you'd rather live a life uh of of failure than than regrets mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like you rather like when you're 50 65 you're tired sitting on your ass yeah. you rather go uh that that was a good experience because all you're gonna do is learn from those experiences exactly. right like whether it's good or bad you're gonna learn something yeah you know you might not succeed every time you try something but you're never gonna it depends on your mindset but in my mind you never fail you yeah, just yeah. come one step closer to succeeding at something that you like right at exploring yeah, yeah. those ideas so you know i'd rather do that and, and fail and struggle now than, mm -hmm. than sit around at 65 going i wish i did this i wish i did that exactly um, you know and, and yeah because then you can be like by yourself and be miserable and that sounds awful yeah you why, know why do you want to do, do that like if i told you don't do this and you're gonna be you know you you're gonna be miserable for the rest of your life or try it now you might be miserable for a couple months or a couple yeah. of years but at least you'll know that you, you gave it your all and you tried something right and exactly. i think that's it's important you know and what's the other one like it's a quote i used to love i memorized it but now i i'm drawing a blank but okay. it, it's good man it's like um they say uh, all the decisions that you make today uh, are going to impact, you know, AJ in 10 years, right? Right. So you always got to be thinking ahead, like, what can I do to improve myself today so that yeah. future AJ is better? And if it's, you know, a 1% improvement exactly. today, yeah. you end up being like 37 times better yeah, yeah, by the yeah. end of one year. Yeah. So just take those little steps, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's like getting up a little bit earlier. Yeah. five minutes earlier a day yeah you know if it's Absolutely. in the gym then just do you know one pound more per day like yeah. those little those little little like increments add up at the end of yeah. the time and, people, and they build a habit yeah, for you exactly yeah. so it's good man like uh, i hope if we do one thing we motivate people to uh 
to try things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that's part of my job too. Is like I, I'm a financial planner, financial security advisor, but the way I really see my job is mostly as kind of a motivator, mm-hmm. in the sense that I need to motivate people to take action yeah. towards them having a better life in the future. Not yeah, today, yeah, yeah. because today I'm taking money out of your bank that you can't go spend on a spar- on a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, you might be pissed about it now, but you'll be thanking me in ten years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, hey, even Starbucks closed down everywhere. You know? Yeah. You see that? No. Like basically, like all the just Starbucks shops have closed like unless they're part of some you know inside a walmart or something yeah like all the ones like since since maybe like six months or like a year ago okay so clearly i don't go to starbucks very often (laughs) we get your point more of a timmy's guy (laughs) nice so i also saw that you're using social media to promote your lessons and your message and all those kind of things yeah so that I thought was unique. I don't think I've seen someone who's a financial planner get into that kind of space. So what prompted you to get in like, if you want to call it marketing or yeah, whatever. I mean, like I, wouldn't really, I wouldn't really call it like marketing because it's not necessarily like a revenue generating activity right now. Yeah. I'm really doing it because of, you know, a lot, a lot of the people that I know are either graduating school, just starting work or or just not in a place where, you know, they can afford to invest yet, right? Like, people coming out of, uh, you know, medical school or dentistry school, those guys are they're in debt, right? So they got to pay that off first. But it's important to, at, at the back of your head, to have those ideas in mind of what I need to, what's the next steps, mm-hmm. right? What are what are the steps that interest me? Uh, you know, and it really, it's always going to be like we're talking about, no one's different. No one's, no one, everyone's different. No yeah, one's yeah. the same. Some person might be very concerned about, you know, their health moving forward. Some person might be very concerned about uh, leaving something to their family when they pass. Um, you know, some people are thinking, you know, that far ahead. Others yeah. are not. But it's important to kind of just for everybody to to have that in their mind. So the goal of really starting that page, Jeremy's Financial Corner, was just to educate people, man. And whoever's interested follows. And I try to keep the try to keep it like pretty general. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, I think I, I did a couple of posts, general. Now I'm going to dive into the topics a little bit into more depth for those who are interested, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not everyone who uh, will book a meeting with me uh, for whatever reason. Maybe they, they can't afford it yet or out of respect because they know they can't afford it yet. Yeah, yeah. But I still want them to have the education that they need and for me to be front of mind when, when the right. time comes, right? So that's why I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, I haven't seen many other people do it either. So I just mm-hmm. figured it's... It's one of those things also being from Canada mm-hmm. where if there are people doing it, they're from the United States, most of them. Okay. So if you're listening to, you know, like these, these financial gurus, there's a lot of them in the States actually, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is not relevant to the Canadian customer because we don't mm-hmm. have 401ks. We don't have right. the IRA. We don't have, you know, the, the, the tax laws are much different out there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's great to get educated if you want to move to the States, but otherwise it, that's kind of useless right. information so i wanted to put things out there um for the canadian consumer as well cool um based out of montreal and you know like it's yeah i just want to kind of promote healthy financial lifestyles and uh, yeah just education mostly yeah yeah nice so let me ask you a question for you sure. and the audience maybe like what is it you think that people our age would be the most interested into like say i'm, I'm making a video on something there's two, let's call it a two-parter, because, you know, what are the topics you think that 
even for yourself, mm-hmm. what's, what would be the most interesting, the most beneficial topic? And mm-hmm. what's the best way that you would like, uh, that you would digest that information? In a sense, like, do you put out a, a 30 minute video? Like, I don't think that, I think that's too long. You put like little snippets of things. So, or is TikTok and Reels a thing now? Like, you know, how, how do you best understand the information when it's, if it's properly broken down? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of like, even questions I always have is, I think, even having done like a graduate degree, but that being in science, I'm not educated on the financial side of things, mm-hmm. right? So as one, let's say, gets into a niche, right, of whatever your special, you know, specialty is, whatever your skill set is, and let's say that has nothing to do with finances immediately, yep. um, how much should I know? At my age, right? How much is like this much is enough for you to, you know, carry with you and move forward until a certain other time point in maybe my career development or some, you know, as you said, if something actually happens to me and so on and so forth. Um, Because I think when you're confronted with like a large body of knowledge and now you in a way have to like self teach, it can be very easy to get caught up in topics that a might not have any relevancy yeah, to you time. and also like what are the right pieces for you to know in the moment <laughs> in time you're at right yeah so like, that's big thing. it's like something i could call like sequential financial planning okay because like you just said like there's a lot there's a lot of information out there there's yeah so much information out there that there's probably no reason for you to synthesize it as like it's not it's not your domain right like you're mm-hmm. not going to go out there and give advice on it so you don't need to know everything right now mm-hmm. what you need to know is what's relevant to your situation right mm-hmm. now and as you move forward what's new right so so different things will kind of come into play at different right. times right so talking about you know on in the investment side of things like the first thing that's the most smartest place to invest your money when you're young getting started if you're 18 is a tfsa right because it's tax sheltered right yeah so that's kind of like the first thing. Then the second thing is, all right, well, now on the insurance side, I want to make sure I protect your income. Because if I were to tell you, like, you know, I like to ask this question of people. What is your biggest asset today? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the thing that you own that's, that's the most? Is it, is it the company? Is it the car? Right. Whatever it is, it's, it's minuscule compared to the amount of income that you're going to generate over the course of your life, right? So right. I would argue that the biggest asset that you hold is what's up here right it's your brain so we want to make sure that we protect that and now that we've kind of put a fence around this this risk potentially that you cannot make an income anymore now we can move on to the, the next aspects of planning which might be all right depending on the income that you're showing the tax that you're paying maybe yeah. you want to invest in an rsp get a tax refund mm-hmm. okay maybe if you're not making enough money today but you have uh, aspirations of making you know you want to get into the 50 the 50 percent tax bracket well, maybe investing a little bit into a life insurance policy before your taxes go up is a smart thing to do when you're younger. When you think about it from a tax perspective, it's like I could spend, uh, let's say I'm getting taxed 50%, right? So it cost me $2 to pay for $1 of an insurance premium. As opposed to today, let's say you're a student and you're getting taxed zero, 
it right. costs one dollar to buy one dollar of premium right. so you know and then there's a thousand ways to kind of structure that so that as your tax rates go up you know we, we could play around with the premiums and that makes more sense but there's always going to be a next thing you know maybe yeah. you need to incorporate your business at some point once you've maxed out your rsps and your tfsas does right. that make sense and you look at it then there's no point in you today uh stressing over what you should be doing in five mm -hmm. years and i think what it comes down to a lot is having a financial advisor that you can trust right right and um you know always staying on top of things but what I get from clients is there's some clients who they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't, they trust me. They know that I'm going to do the you right things in the right time, right? So, yeah. so they don't really fret around, oh, do I need to know the ins and outs of this yet? Or yeah. they, all they need, all I care they know about is what they, what the products that they have. Okay. I want them to understand that because you need to have a level of conviction in, in what you're spending your money on right. for it to make sense, right? Like right. you're not just going to buy something that you don't understand. Because if you do, and then there's something that happens to your budget, the first thing that's going to go out the window is that thing you don't understand. Yeah. So my goal is never right. to have clients spend money on something that's going to end up being wasted. Right. right? So, yeah. So it, you got to learn things in due time. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's something that interests you, that other clients, on the other hand, who want to know from today <laughs> until until the time I die, I die like <laughs> what's you know. <laughs> And, and that's awesome, but it, it's a lot of information to digest for them in, in you know, the, the couple of weeks that we spend going through it. Yeah. And then it's a constant reminder after, which is fine. Right. You know, like that's, I don't expect a, a dentist or a doctor to have the, the brain capacity to be able to have like half their brain thinking about their finances mm -hmm. and the other half thinking about what their own job. So, yeah. you know, as you get older and your job gets more demanding and you're more successful in your own field, I think it's extremely important to have you know, right. someone that you could trust managing all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, uh, you know, my vision for the future is just having a, a proper practice where I can do that for, for my clients and, you know, on, on every realm of the, of the financial world where we can kind of just take care of you. Nice. Make sure, yo, you go do your thing, man. You go, you go yeah, to the yeah. moon when you come back, Yeah. you know, everything's going to be in proper order and, and, and you can have confidence in that. So it's uh it comes back down to building relationships too and building mm -hmm. that trust with clients and um obviously having you know the proper set of, of tools and, and knowledge you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. To, to do that so it's not for everybody but yeah yeah it's a it's a good it's a good way to put it mm -hmm. like you want to know things as they come okay okay so to answer i guess the second part of your question uh or i guess like in a way to like phrase it back to you too I would say in terms of like consuming the content, I think sometimes it's very hard to gauge what the right way would be. So I would like take a shotgun approach yeah. in the beginning, right? You do a podcast, you do a reel, you do, you know, yeah. different kind of things. Like when I reflect on, let's say some of the pages I follow on Instagram or the podcast I listen to, I saw maybe a 30 second, one minute clip somewhere yeah. and I kept seeing those until I was like, I want to see more than a minute. Like yeah. I ended up making that decision yeah. rather than it feels like somebody made the decision for me. And I think that's always like yeah. the click, right? Like you're throwing enough out there and so you're getting a read on what's sticking and then you can double down on that yeah. and then you can, you'll see people's attention span increase because their right. interest is increasing, yeah. right? Other things I've seen is like, for example, with Shisha, it, we find like a lot of our followers and customers do like to just contact us directly, either on DMs or, yeah. or messaging. And 
recently I've discovered there's a company called Community and basically they're a mass text service. So you can send a text out to everyone you want to send a text to. Okay. So you can, let's say, have a financial planning tip or something maybe. Yeah. I wake up in the morning or whatever day you That's time cool. you want to send you it. Sign and boom. up for that newsletter type of thing. Right? Exactly. And like the only one paying for the text is you, yeah. right? Yeah. So your consumer is just receiving the gift. Yeah. Right? And so that's a very, I think, easy add-in, but like that also speaks yeah. to the type of client you might have, right? Yeah. Because may maybe I can imagine, for example, that some of the things that you discuss with your clients are personal, right? Oh, yeah. They're niche to them and whatever, right? So you have your way of catching that. But then I can also imagine that, let's say you put out like a 30 second, one minute clip on a very niche topic for a very target audience and yeah. that's okay. and. Yeah. Because of the targeting infrastructure that's on all these apps, then you can actually get it just to those people rather than thinking who is it all going to yeah. go to, yeah. you know? And, and so those kind of things one can, I think, play with. Yeah. But I always like try to think about, um, there's always an entertainment factor, I think, right? It comes to capturing people's attentions oh, yeah right for sure and so does that mean you need to be the charismatic person not necessarily you might even let's say decide that you're not the best person on camera but maybe yeah. somebody you know that you trust has that vibe that yeah. will capture attention you'll get that person to do it right That's so true. you still get what you want out of it right yeah. and 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 you're setting yourself up like the client is first or whatever and yeah. this is the way things are going to come to be those kind of things, I think, piece themselves together. Yeah, um, nice. Looking into to some reels. I mean, look at some TikToks. Oh, out, those like, tic dude, oh. TikTok is so addicting, man. Oh, I don't have my the app, god. I don't have the app. Only on Instagram, but I see. I'm like, all right, I could do one of these. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just trying to figure out, like, do I want to be that guy? <laughs> but actually, like, speaking of TikTok, like, I've seen plenty of things on TikTok that I just save the video of because it yeah. saves directly to my phone and it's like all these tips and stuff right Dude, like it's like great. oh I can do this there's literally like such good stuff on there like, yeah well like Excel uh, yeah like how to do stuff on Excel like quick 30 second videos like that like I think those are or cooking tips like mm -hmm. TikTok's great for that yeah and it should be like that for, for the financial industry as well it's just about yeah targeting your audience right because mm -hmm. you don't know depends who you want to speak to yeah, and yeah each time you speak to a different audience I'm not I'm not as familiar as you are with kind of like the search engines and, and everything like that but yeah, um, yeah there's that, that plays into who will see it and then I think mm -hmm. if you target say I target like um, you know, young professionals that mm -hmm. are uh, just starting a family say and I yeah. do specifically to them does it hinder like then when I want to switch my audience afterwards because they become accustomed to they'll send the videos to a different audience back to the original one like sure I don't really yeah, know yeah. how that works, but, but I'm, you I'm, test I'm it, out, it out, right? Exactly. It out. exactly, exactly, exactly. So you throw it out there and see what sticks. Okay, I think as we kind of wrap this up, uh, it'll be good if you know you give people a way to find you. Yes. Tell them where to find you, man. All right. So uh, look, you find me on. Let's go for the Instagram first. Find me on Jeremy's Financial Corner. Um, how do you spell that? Uh, okay, you spell it Jeremy. With an S. J-E-R-E-M-Y-S. You know how to spell my friend. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then financial. F-I-N-A-N-C-I-L. Nice. And then corner. Cool. C -O -R -E -R. With a K, right? Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, Let's find see. me on there. You'll find some videos there. Um, message me personally there, and uh, I'll shoot you either uh, my phone number or my personal email from there. And, awesome. Uh, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's appreciate been a you having me on here. It's been uh, it's been a good talk, and yeah. too bad we didn't have it rolling an hour before we were setting up. But hey. uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely, absolutely. Take it easy, guys. You know where to find us. Smoke freely, as always. Peace out. Smoke Ciao. freely.